0: This is True Crime Exposed, and I'm your host, Kayla Waters. This show was created to give victims their voice back when they no longer have one, and to share their stories so that their names are never forgotten. And by doing that, we can expose the monsters lurking all around us. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am sharing with you the case of Christopher Tapp. This is a very new case with very little information as an investigation is just starting. But I have to share it with you now because if you don't remember, Chris came on our podcast way back in episode one. With that, are you ready for today's case? So I've been wanting to create an update episode talking about Christopher Tapp for a while now since the news of his death came out, but I was waiting until after we were through with the holidays, and now I am glad that I did wait because the news that came out about his death just last week has to be discussed. If you don't remember or you're new here, Christopher Tapp was my first ever interview for this podcast. His interview helped me create episode one. Him agreeing to chat with me, a literal no one in the podcast world at the time, gave me the confidence to create this podcast and cover a case that had always stuck with me as our very first episode. That was the case of Angie Dodge. Her life was brutally taken in 1966 inside her own apartment when her across-the-street neighbor, a married father named Brian Drips, broke into her home, raped her at knife point, and then stabbed her to death, ultimately ending her life by slitting her throat. However, for two decades, we had no idea that Brian was the monster behind the vicious attack on Angie. Instead, a jury of nine men and three women convicted Christopher Tapp for the first-degree murder and rape of Angie Dodge on May 28, 1998. He was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 30 years for the murder conviction plus 10 years for the rape. As the years went on, it became obvious that Chris had been wrongfully convicted, so he was released from prison in 2017, when the state agreed to drop the rape conviction, but he was still released as a convicted murderer. That would stay on his record. He wasn't exonerated until 2019, when genetic genealogy finally led investigators to Brian Dripps, Angie's real killer. Christopher Tapp was actually the first person in the world to be exonerated due to genetic genealogy. He spent half of his life in prison by the time he was released, going into the system at 20 years old and being released at 40 years old. A little side note here is that the attorney who helped Chris to be released from prison and who I adored in Chris's case is John Thomas. John also served as co-counsel defending Lori Daybell. He is a public defender, so he doesn't choose his cases, but this just goes to show that while defense attorneys can really piss you off when they're arguing cases for people like the evil Lori Daybell, they also do really good work as well, like representing the innocent and helping the wrongfully convicted to be free. So if you haven't already heard Angie's story and the way Chris fell victim to the system, go listen to episode one of this podcast right now before you listen to this. You will hear a detailed telling of this case alongside audio clips from Chris himself when he came to my home back in 2020 to talk about his wrongful conviction. And beware, it was my first ever episode, and while I am proud of it and all the work I put into it, and it is a very informative episode, I do talk really slow. So, you know, I was a baby podcaster brand new to the game. Anyway, I will forever be grateful to Chris for speaking with me all those years ago. Like I said, he gave me the confidence to create this podcast that you're listening to right now. He helped me with my first case. He was kind when he came to my house, even though I was so nervous. And while I don't pay people for interviews, I didn't even have a podcast back then at the time I reached out to him. So I did offer to pay him. I wanted to entice him to actually want to speak with me. And since I had nothing to show for what I was planning to do, I thought this would be a good way to get him to talk with me. He asked if instead I could just dye his stepdaughter's hair because he saw that I was a cosmetologist and I wasn't actually working in a salon at the time, so I instead set her up with a friend and I covered the cost of her hair. But it just shows he was really kind and genuine. He didn't want to benefit from the interview himself. He used it to help his stepdaughter. And this interview with me was long before he won a settlement with the state. He was still getting his feet on the ground at the time, adjusting back to normal life and struggling to do things like get his stepdaughter's hair done. So that's what he had me do for her. I just, I love that story in that he just didn't really want it for himself, even though he was struggling. So in 2020, Chris brought a lawsuit against the city of Idaho Falls and the Idaho Falls Police Department for his wrongful conviction and the 20 years of his life he spent behind bars. And if you go back and listen to episode one, he had been denied his lawsuit when he was talking with me. So he was still working on even getting this lawsuit into a courtroom. And in 2022, the city settled the case and agreed to pay Chris an $11.7 million settlement. He spoke about how no amount of money can give him back those 20 years, but that it would help him move forward with his life now. Rebecca Casper, the Idaho Falls mayor at the time, issued an apology on behalf of the city of Idaho Falls. Quote, Please accept this sincere apology to you and to your mother, Mrs. Tapp, for the city's role in your wrongful conviction and subsequent incarceration, as well as the harm and damages that you and your family have endured over these many years. We at the City of Idaho Falls hope that the resolution of your civil case and this sincere expression of an apology help bring you healing and closure to both Mrs. Tapp and to you. So Chris's life was finally looking up. He had the funds to support himself and move forward from the prime of his life being stolen from him. I saw Chris at Buffalo Wild Wings here in Idaho Falls just shortly after he received this settlement. I congratulated him and he looked happy. He said he was grateful to finally move on from this chapter of his life. He was there getting food with his wife at the time, Stacey Tapp. And unfortunately, both Stacy and Chris's lives would end less than two years after the settlement came. Chris only lived about seven years of freedom in his adult life. In August of 2023, it seems that Stacy and Chris were still married. However, they were separated pending a divorce. But on the 14th of August, Stacy Marie Tapp was in a car accident. She was driving at 1118 p.m. that night on South Lindsay Boulevard. She was driving her 2023 Chevrolet Corvette, and the vehicle, it had gone off of the road and flipped, landing on its top. This was a single vehicle crash, and while Stacey was wearing her seatbelt, she ended up passing away due to the injury she sustained in this car accident. Stacy was born on June 28, 1982, so she was 41 years old at the time of her passing. Stacy and Chris had gotten married on May 22, 2019, after he was released from jail. But like I said, they were separated and ultimately going through a divorce. However, I'm sure this still felt like a huge loss for Chris. Little did he know, he would suffer a tragic death only mere months later. On October 29, 2023, Christopher Tapp was reported to have tripped and fallen where he sustained severe head injuries that ultimately led to his death on November 5, 2023. At the time of this fall and his death, Chris was in Las Vegas. He was staying at a hotel during this vacation, and this hotel was located on the 3000 block of South Las Vegas Boulevard. This is the location where medical help was dispatched to after someone called to report he had been in an accident where he fell and bumped his head. I am not sure who was in Las Vegas with Chris. There has not been a lot of information released yet. Now, when the news dropped that Chris had died, I immediately had a heavy heart thinking of him and his family. He only spent seven years of his adult life as a free man. He just recently was rewarded his settlement. He had so much more life to give. I thought it was devastating that both he and his wife, estranged or not, would lose their lives within a few months of each other. And it didn't take long for Chris's death to turn into tragic irony, because it turns out the man who spent most of his adult life in prison for a murder he did not commit has now been murdered himself. It comes out that on November 22nd, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police decided to investigate Chris Tapp's suspicious death. Things just didn't add up. His injuries seemed to go far beyond what an accidental fall could cause. The Clark County Coroner's office there in Las Vegas ruled Chris's death as a homicide due to blunt force trauma to his head. and it turns out that just before this reported accidental fall, Chris was actually in a quote, altercation inside of a room at a resort. When I read the news last week, I was stunned. It doesn't feel right. What a tragic life story. I can't wrap my mind around it. It's unfair. While we do not know a lot about this investigation or case yet, I have a feeling answers will come fairly quickly. At least I hope they do. And this is a case I will absolutely continue to update and keep you in the loop. Thank you so much to Chris for giving me the confidence to start this podcast. Thank you for being my first interview of my life doing what I love. Your name will not be forgotten. Rest in peace. Uh, the community on this and, and the city, you know, not anything I should say the city, just the community was so respectful and so, you know, so wonderful to accept me back. Because they knew the truth. You know, they watched, you know, the date lines and the 48 hours Mm -hmm. and and the open houses that, you know, Judges for Justice, you know, came and did. Right. So the community was truly, truly supporting. I love the community for what they did, standing behind me and rallying behind me. And...